Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hello, this is Jackie Cation with a very special intro to this episode of The Dork Forest. You know the websites, of course, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. You know that uh, on JackieCation.com you can get Dork Forest merchandising. You can get my stand-up merch. You can get my new album, Staycation, or my new DVD, Staycation. All the albums, all the videos are available free streaming on some sort of... Yeah, Amazon or iTunes or YouTube, so you can do all that too. But if you want hard copies, go to JackieCation.com. T-shirts, CDs, DVDs, and pins and challenge coins. There is also a Bandcamp, which is the Dork Forest. I think it's Bandcamp.DorkForest.com, and that is special episodes. This episode has a special intro because... I forgot to bring the recording equipment, and it was a live episode in Washington, D.C., done in early March of 2022. And Blair Postman was so good as to be my guest. It was lightly attended, and we recorded it via voice memo. So uh, the audio is a little dodgy, but she is an amazing guest, and you will have chosen wisely. If you can listen to it, I hope you can listen to it, but the audio is different than many other episodes because of the lack of equipment, but it is in front of a live audience in Washington, DC and the rest of the episodes. If you go to dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com, you can listen to all the episodes there. Feel free to donate via PayPal or Venmo and, um, email me if you need anything else. I'm sure there's things that I'm forgetting. I'm doing stand up a bunch all over the country. So JackieCation.com for those tour dates. And now let's get into the show. Welcome to the Dork Forest. Yay, it's a select audience. Woo! A select live audience here in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Should I try it and live? Should I do it? Yeah, you should do it. I'm signed up. We did all this wrangling we did a lot stuff. Of, we did wrangling. So Problems were solved. Right. So let's do a live live promotion of the there we there's a plus and then an upload. I've I've done it incorrectly. Uh, live. It's okay. Uh, go live. Oh, uh, there it is. There well, you go. I'm going to move it a little bit more this way. Oh, and, and then, then we have the the, the uh, thing behind us. Oh, that's perfect. Hi. Huh? <laughs> oh, that was hi everyone. That was to everyone. That was to it was everyone. Uh, here we we're we're gonna try and do it, you guys. We're gonna try and do a live dork forest. Very exciting. Uh, well, here we are at the DC Comedy Loft, you guys. One of the coolest uh, stand-up comedy clubs, uh, new clubs I've seen uh, ever. Quite honestly, They've, it's essentially it used to be an old beer garden. You said right? Yes, the Brick Skeller. Ah, uh, the Brick Skeller. Somebody remembers. Someone said it at the same time I did. Carol's got it. So here's a scooter, you guys. Uh, oh, look at that. Now now it's romantic. Now now it's just this lighting. <laughs> uh, my guest on this week's The Dork Forest is Blair Postman. Let's have a nice round of applause. I'm applauding, too. Coming in at the 11th hour. I'm it here. turns out everybody has a dorkdom. 
And uh, the club has chosen wisely. Oh. They're like, I bet you Blair, Blair could do it. And Blair's going to be featuring for me all weekend uh, yeah. for the rest of the shows. And that's exciting. But um, I was like, well, do you have, what's your door? And she was like, oh, it's all going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Blair Postman, by the way, Blair with an E. And Postman is spelled like Postman. And it's at Blair, wait, it's at Postman Comedy on Instagram, right? That's right. And it's ADHDcomedy.com. That's right. Oh, Blair Postman's going to have it. She's going to, yeah. Somebody ADHD does not comedy. have ADHD. To right. I, I'm on, I got a different part of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, my, my neurodivergence is, uh, is, is uh, separate. And yeah, just as powerful. <laughs> just as powerful. So um, I, I'm just going to, I just want to get into it. Okay. Because I don't understand. It's, first of all, it's not. The Super Bowl itself. No. That is a football game. That is a football game of which I know very little (laughs) and care a little bit less. Okay. Now, uh, in between the game. Yes. There's a halftime show. There is. You enjoy that part of the game. I am fascinated. I don't know if enjoy is all the time, but okay. I am Super fascinated. Super Bowl halftime shows, you guys. The history what? of Super Bowl halftime shows. How long have they had Super Bowl halftimes? Do you know? Well, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact. So, Hi, TikTok. By the way, we are pushing this live to TikTok because I don't know if the, uh, if the video will go. So, so. Uh, I, I guess I should preface that when I first started comedy in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, long story, I've been a lot of places. I've done a lot of stuff. Um, the, uh, we started a podcast with a couple comedians and my sports stat expert husband. Okay. Um, and it was called My Fantasy Wife. And, because oh. it was started on, like, fantasy football leagues and stuff. Oh. And he Looking knows. for attributes from yeah. different wives? Well, it just, Dude. it just, you know, fantasy football sports, it seemed like a fun name. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. And I... The conceit was that he knew everything about sports, like real sports, like stats, back of a baseball car kind of stuff. Sure. And I liked uh, everything, like stories, like an ESPN 30 for 30, fantastic. Oh, I really? love that. I, movies about boxers are fascinating because <laughs> if you had to box your way out, you have got a story to tell. Yeah. Uh, but I don't care about the stats stuff. So I would go in and find pop culture things. Okay, you talk like the about. drama behind the yes, sports. Yes, I like the drama behind the sports. Okay. And uh, so we were doing an episode around one of the, the, the games, the, the, the Super sure. Bowl matches. Yep. And, um, and I just became riveted. I was looking for something to talk about, and I became riveted going down a YouTube rabbit hole looking at the past Super Bowl halftime shows. When did they start? It's, the first Super Bowl was in 1967. That was the first Super Bowl. Yes, and okay. the first halftime show. Oh, they- I have since, I'm just going to preface this, I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I have since learned a lot after making fun of this for years. Sort of gentle, loving fun. <laughs> I, I have learned so much about the first Super Bowl halftime show producer and he's amazing, and it's amazing. But the first Super Bowl produced by Tommy Walker, Tommy um, Walker ladies and gentlemen, was Walker. Uh, who was a fascinating character. Was uh, 1967. It was in Los Angeles, and um, oh. there were others, but it was primarily um, the Grambling State University marching band, another marching band, and jazz trumpeter Al Hurt. Al Hurt, H-U-R-T. H-I-R-T. H-I-R-T. New Orleans, who I later found out 
was at the time the music director for the hottest show on TV back then, which was the Green Hornet. You are shaking your head in knowingness. Ryan knows things. Oh my God, right? And so, uh, and so, it was actually big deal people, but none of us have heard of them now or. Some jazz, uh, two two, like college football marching bands. Yes, and Grandland State University marching band. I have to say, I always say they are the heroes of the story of the early Super Bowl halftime shows. They're great, right? Because they can they can spell, but they can only do so much. They they can make a flower bloom. What happened? What what did they do? They're just. It's just they were in the first one. There were guys in jetpacks, jetpack guys. There's a whole. Like background, because he went on to produce other big things of Tommy Walker, the producer, using jetpack guys, like just flying around the stadium. He produced the 1984 Olympics, which you may or may not remember was in Los Angeles, and also had like big opening ceremonies, which Tommy Walker produced. Guess what? Jetpack guy. <laughs> but not only a jetpack guy, the same jetpack guy who From was the in the first Super Bowl halftime show. We, we could just talk about that forever, but yeah. yeah. Well, but just okay. So first of all, jetpacks. We've been waiting for jetpacks. Who knew that there's apparently the technology has not moved forward very quickly. Okay, so there are still there there are jetpacks, is what you're telling me. Jet and there's there's at least one guy who has twice used a jetpack professionally. Right. Something. Right. In association wanna, with Tommy Walker Productions. I want to. Jetpack? Don't you? We all want a jetpack. Okay, Every, let's let's like the what we were promised in the seventies, and none of us have one. I think it was the fifties, and it was. A, there was <laughs> and I have to say, I have to say that uh, air traffic control would be very complicated. I'm not that, saying that, that there isn't a problem. There are probably traffic. there are okay. probably complications. <laughs> so now, Mr. Hurt, the trumpeter. Yes. Okay, his. Who we will see again. <laughs> I mean, not to ruin it for everyone, but yes. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, all right, so that's 67. Right, that's one year. That's one year. I mean, I don't know. If, do you want me to run through the, the, the ones quick? Yeah, right, run through them, and then I will cherry pick when I want to hear Okay, I'll from. run through. First, we'll okay. do the ones that I talk about a lot and know a little bit better, like the early. Love it. Because I always say, if you don't know your Super Bowl halftime show history, you're doomed to repeat it. Like, it's not all, it's not all Beyonce, guys. It's not all Beyonce. I can't express to you how I don't think you made that up. But okay, but I... <laughs> I have appropriated it for a very, not very meaningful purpose. I love it, though. So, uh, so 1967, 1968... It was just Grambling State University marching band, but oh. that was they, that means they, they were the headliners that year. Does that yeah. mean they, they crushed it the year yeah, before? Exactly. That's a promotion good That's for them. Like rebooked. Right. 1969, now we're in Miami. It's Florida A&M marching band. Good. And then just a good. bunch of high school <gasps> marching bands. Oh. Terrible. Oh, no. I, I don't want Harsh it on these kids. Now, sometimes they have guests and there's other people. I'm giving you sort of what the highlights or lowlights, whatever you want. Okay. So, 1970. Right. New Orleans. The big headliner act is uh, is our friend. I don't know who we're looking at. Hi. Is our friend Carol Channing. What? Carol Channing. Even in, as I like to say, even in 1970, she was 105 years old. Right. That's so weird. Yes. Uh, so Carol Channing, and then 1971. This is important, okay. and someone you know is associated with this. Someone I think you know. Okay. 
1971, so Pat we're five Sajak. years in. Pat Sajak. No. Okay. Five years in. Okay. Right? We're back. Uh, we're back. I think we're back in Miami. Okay. And it is up with people. Up, up with people. people. Someone's saying yes. Some Who is that? Up. Oh my God. Okay, this happens one out of five shows where I do this bit. Someone has it. Okay. Uh, up with people was a huge singing and dancing trip made up of a thousand ultra clean cut, mostly white kids between the ages of 18 and 22. They have a, there's a documentary on them that suggests that they were tied in with Monsanto and like the Nixon administration. And Monsanto? they used to. Monsanto? Yes, it's okay. just a 70s conspiracy theory weird wow. thing. And they used to force them on us at big events like the Super Bowl for years and years. Okay. And they were like a cross between the Mouseketeers and like Hitler Youth. Oh and and they would do like elevator music <laughs> versions of ACDC songs. Okay. Now, they then later, we'll meet them again. Oh. They uh, later would fold. They went bankrupt. Okay. Like in the 80s. Okay. Maybe in the 80s. And then they reconstituted and they seemed like they got their act together a little bit more. And a comedian based in Los Angeles, who I think you know, was in the reconstituted, much more respectful, I would never make fun of this, up with people. Jay Leno. Wait, who? No, no, not that. Uh, Winter Spears. Winter Spears was in Up With People? Yes, I have interviewed her about it. Winter Spears, Winter uh, Spears. also on the Dork Forest uh, public restrooms. Who is that? That's a great one. That's her, that's her dorkdom. Anyway. And I'll be listening to that on the drive home. <laughs> But I uh, and she's uh, she was in the nineteen seventy. No, no, no. This is it's reconstituted. She's not a hundred years. No, old. no, okay. no. It's reconstituted, like you know, nineties on okay. version of Up with People. Weird. And uh, and Glenn Close is their famous person. Man, you probably if you have a cousin or anyone in it, they probably told you that about their famous person who was Glenn Close. Yes. They're famous alum. Yes. Okay. I like to get Glenn Close is the famous alum. Is the famous alum. And Winter Spears will be. And famous. famous. And yes. And coming hot on her tail Winter is, Spears. Winter, is Winter Spears. Chicago stand up comic now of Los Angeles. And she's uh, a wonderful person and very funny. Winter with go. a Y if you want to follow her on Instagram, etc. There you go. Um, and, and so, uh, 72. 72. We're back. It's Carol Channing. And jazz trumpeter Al Hurt together in New Orleans. <laughs> together. They, they have a real shallow booking. Wait, that, you're, there's a theme. There are themes, right? It's like this, it feels like cronyism at some point. Well, we're going to take like, it. I know Carol Channing. Yes. She and look, her. and we're not making fun of Carol Channing. Oh, no. No, no. This right? Is, this I mean, is she did, she's done more than I will ever hope to do. Oh, Carol Channing. And she only passed away a couple years ago. She's a national treasure. Right. Okay. And so, so Carol Chan and Al Hurt together in New Orleans. In 1973, um, it was, um, oh gosh, this um, movie star, uh, who's a very lame movie star? Blah, who cares? Nobody. Okay, we don't care. Oh my God. Um, I can't remember his name because I don't talk about him very much. He's very okay, boring. Fair enough. It'll come to me in like, the 90s. Yeah, it'll oh, come sure, to sure. me later on. Later on. Uh, I just turned 52. I'm allowed to have like a little Oh, yeah. Space. Do whatever you need. Um, and then, I know, I look amazing, yes. Um, <laughs> the, and then, uh, so, uh, 1974, they go to Houston, Texas, and it's the University of Texas Longhorn Marching Band. Right. And their, like, headliner is Judy Mallet, Miss Texas 1973 on a fiddle. <laughs> she was never even Miss America. What? And she's a Miss year Texas. out of Texas. Yeah. A year out of like office of Miss Texas. 
Um, and, and the nepotism, awful. Yeah. Like, awful. Right, well, you gotta go local. I get that. I mean, sure, but it's Texas. It's a big place. Right, it, it's one of the biggest. Ask somebody in Texas. Just ask them. <laughs> they will let you know. So, but what, so this is 74. This is 74. And in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Who is the... Judy Mallet. And the other? It's the University of Texas Longhorn Marching Band. Is there band. always a marching band? For a long time, there is always a marching band. Okay. That makes Into sense. the 80s, at least. Because I, I was in marching band. And we Middle did, 80s. And we, My husband was in marching band. What did he play? Um, he played, like, all the percussion instruments and the, mar- the travel marimba. Okay. Whatever they called that. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, like a xylophone kind yes, of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Sure, sure. I was, those who were my only friends <laughs> well, in high school were the two guys who were the percussion. He's also super into Lord of the Rings and things you probably should meet. Oh, but, um, yes. Yeah, we're already friends. Yeah, we're, we're already best friends. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think it's all working out. And so, uh, nights, that's awful. Like, <laughs> that that one in Texas so is 74 is bad. Not good. 74 is bad. So we're in 1975. We need someone to bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Where are we? Do like some dignity. We're back in Miami, I believe. Uh, Grambling State University marching band. Sure. Comes back, which is fine. It's a big upgrade from the year before. Right, and everybody loves it. 1976, Bicentennial of the Nation. That's right. 1976, Bicentennial. Yes. We had a contest, South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, paint a fire hydrant. Yes. Fire hydrant contest. I tell like, hey Gen Z, it was a big deal. There was a parade every day. Right. <laughs> so, 1976, um, and it, we're back in Miami, up with people, up with people's right, because we're back. That says melting pot of America. Oh God, super. Wet. In spandex doing jazz hands. Okay. 1977. Wow. I mean, do you, I just jump in here and yeah, time. Okay. No, no, yeah. 1977. We're back. We're in the Rose Bowl, basically LA, right. and um, it's officially it's the Los Angeles Unified All City Band, okay. which is a bunch of like high school students in band programs all over LA County. Ryan, you're just nodding your head. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. No, like I'm just you know. on your side because I know why I know. But um, so the uh, but it was fronted by. A bunch of child actors who are going to be the brand new Mouseketeers on the new Mickey Mouse Club on the new Disney, like all that stuff. Cable, at the, at all that's new 70s. in '77. Yeah, and I always like to say it was fronted. Their biggest star was Liesel Welshall, who went on to play Blair on The Facts of Life. Wow, making her the most important pop culture Blair until I become famous for doing that bit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then. It's a long way to go to self-reference oh, myself. No, but well played, though. The 1978, uh, back in New Orleans, Al Hurt. There's some other people, but he's the guy. Right. 1979 is in Miami. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, I forget the exact title they give this amalgam band, but it's Ken Hamilton and various Caribbean bands. They, <laughs> and it's so awful. Like, there are no, like, straight-on, in-focus, like, pictures of the halftime show, like, anywhere on the internet. Which means it was a very bad show. <laughs> Nobody thought to catch No, you know what? We're just going to let this one go. Yeah. And then 1980. Yep. New decade. hmm Excited? I'm excited. It's... Grambling State University marching band and up with people together. Oh, finally. Together. Finally. Right. Up with people. 
And Gremlins. That would have blown your minds, guys. Blown everyone's mind? Yes. Uh, and then we had 1981, and uh, it was uh, Helen O'Connell, billed as the quintessential big band singer of the 1940s. <laughs> really? Back in New Orleans. And when, if, when I mention this in a bit, I do say that uh, it's the chick you get when Carol Channing's already been booked elsewhere that year. <laughs> so, um, Wait, is, Carol, is Carol Channing singing at these things? Yes, she's singing. Okay. She's singing. She's, just, she's a show woman. You know, right, she's it's, done it's Broadway. She's done the whole thing. Right, right. So it's a show. Um, uh, God, I can't even. I, I, right, I almost went too. off on a Carol Channing tangent, which we don't need. Okay, and then, um, so there's 1982. Least, I feel like there's at least 47 hours of Dork Forest inside of you. Uh, there's so many. Come up. I have a lot of flip chart pits, and they're not even about humor anymore. They're just about stamina. No, it's just about getting it up. And 1982, we're, okay, so I'm going to give a little detail on this one I know a little bit more about. Please. 1982, um, it's in, it's, so we're 15 years in now. Yeah, and this one is in. It's in. This is. It's not in New Orleans or L.A. or Miami. Oh, it's in Pontiac, Michigan, which is basically Detroit. Yep. If you're from New Jersey, which I am, and so, but to me, that's basically Detroit. And the theme is, in part, a salute to Motown. Right. They used to have themes. All the all the shows had themes for sure. a long time. Sure. Instead of anything else, and so it was a salute to Motown in Detroit. Who's the headliner? Who do you um, think it is? Is this where we turn Earth, around? Earth, Wind, and Fire? Up with people. Oh, shit. <laughs> Up with people. <laughs> that's who said Motown to the NFL. <laughs> now, that's the part that I cover. <laughs> that's insane. It's so insane. It's not the most insane. No. So no, that's no. the part that I cover, like, we, you can't. This is already way too, as you know, this is, you can imagine when you show up to a, a flip chart with a flip chart to a comedy club and nobody knows you and you're like this, yeah, like newbie middle-aged, like lady comic with a flip chart, like everyone's thrilled. There's usually that. a middle-aged dude with a PowerPoint. Yeah, no, it's That's not. Right. No one, right. Somebody who's so, going to stand up in their early 40s, it's usually there's a flip chart or a PowerPoint. There's something, right. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was a, but it does pretty well, but still, you got to cut it off. Okay. So that, those are the dates that I usually cover. And people say, Blair, do you know anything else? I go, yes, of course you do. <laughs> right. We're, we're but, 1980. It's a new so, decade. We're 1982. Oh, are we? That was up with people doing oh, the right. salutes and Motown. Salutes and Motown. Oh, Jackie. Am I exhausting you? We can stop. Do you want to have a sip of or something? No, no, I'm good. So, I'm good. So, okay. I'm so, I can't, because the thing is, is, there's another 40 years. Well, I mean, there's a lot. So, in 1984, excuse me, 1983, oh gosh, I can't quite remember who was 1983. Okay. Okay. 1984... It's just marching bands again. They've just okay. gone back to marching bands. Right. Well, just, you know what? Let's just go back to our roots. Just marching bands. <laughs> 1985, Tops in Blue, which I think was is like the Blue Angels were like, it's a... Oh, it's an airplane? And no, I think it's like the uh, military, marching military marching band. Oh, fair enough. It's another fair marching enough. band. It's just not a college. 1986. We're up with people again. And they're back. They're back again. They lasted. Guys, they've been in halftime shows from 1971 now through 1986. 
That is 15 years with up with so people. Nobody's 22 anymore. Nobody's 22. No, they, they filter them through. They filter them through. You graduate, you go out, they tour the world, and they get new fresh recruits okay. all the time. Okay. Right. It's literally hundreds of people in like spandex doing jazz hands in unison together on the football field. It's not like 10 to, people. To recorded music or to the marching band? It seems recorded to me since there's like, uh, it's, it's they have albums and they have a theme song. Which up maybe with we should people get as albums. Yes, and like, up, up with people, the nicest people you know, or something oh. like that. Yeah. Okay. It's a thing. And right. it exists. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. And so I believe yeah. since there are literally hundreds of them on the field at once, uh, I believe that it is recorded in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and they are mouthing the words, I guess. And they're doing dances and stuff. Okay. And so then, that's and, and then, now, okay, so we're still in the, in the... The Berlin Wall. Now we're... So let, we let's get some context. It's 1987. Okay. Uh, I was 17 and uh, I was 21. I had gotten my driver's license or whatever. I had not yet gotten my driver's license. And so in 1987, (laughs) we have Grambling State University marching band again, and they're still, they're in more modern, because they're fantastic, they're great, but they can't, like, they can't carry everything. And so 1987, the theme, I mean, they can only do so much. And so. It's the theme is a salute to moat, excuse me, a salute to Hollywood. Oh, salute to Hollywood. Right. And so we have this is around the time where corporations start taking over the production of the halftime shows. And they're buying all right. of this. And is so when they I started believe, buying all of the spaces. Yes. yes. Too, right? And so Disney, I believe, is the um, is the producer here. And Disney is doing a salute to Hollywood. And it includes, here's a rip roaring halftime show for you guys. Mickey Rooney, <laughs> George Burns, and who also was already, I mean, very old, already, <laughs> 1987. And uh, Disney characters. Wow. There might have been somebody else on the dais with them, like a throw. You know, like, like one of Anna. these, like, Etta, not Etta James, who is it? There, there are people yeah, in these throughout. Just throw They'll just James throw people there. on there. But there are there are legit talented people, but they're like the fourth person from the left, and there's it's chaos, and there's no meaning, and you never really hear or see what I'm saying. Um, so 1988, it's, I don't know what the theme is, but it's Chubby Checker, who is still alive. <laughs> By the way. Oh, he lived well into the 2000s. Chubby Checker. No, no, he's still alive. I can tell you right now. I looked it up for another bit about about okay. the schoolhouse rock. Um, thank God. Chubby thank Checker's still alive. Chubby thank Checker. God. As of the last I heard in the last four months. Okay. Uh, the Rockettes. And people playing 88 grand piano on the field. <laughs> you know why? Because it was 1988. It was 1988. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that that's why they picked 88. That's the, oh, you know what? Yep. That never fucking occurred to me. Yes. This <laughs> you might be right. And aren't there 88 keys on a on a piano keyboard? Yeah, there are. Oh, this is like becoming like a whole that? weird conspiracy theory Cause, thing. Because Ryan nodded. And he was like, yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay. Ryan. I, I believe in him, actually. Ryan, I I'm just going to. 
take all of my cues in life from you going forward. You're gonna need to follow me around. All right. But in a fun way, not a creepy way. Uh, 1989 Always. is a guy named Elvis Presto. And. <laughs> Elvis impersonator. Okay. But guess what? He is also a magician, guys. He's also a magician. And there's some His weird... His name is Presto. Presto. What do you want on like, him? Yes, right. Presto. Bam. Bam. And there's something about somehow people of cards... And there's like, it's up on the Jumbotron, which is your Thank card. Thank you. He's it's doing like up close magic. magic. Totally not up close. No. Totally not up close. Up, up close, close magic. magic. In a stadium. In a stadium. That nobody wanted. Nobody, nobody wanted. wanted. No one asked for. Wait, this is 89? This is 89. I think think about, that one up. Think about how far we, look, Ryan's getting exhausted and stressed. Think about how far we are in. We're 22 years in. We're well, 1989, there's all the 60s and 70s bands, most of them are still alive. I don't want to push you, but here's what I do. When did they finally... We're getting there. Everyone wants to know. We do want to know. Everyone always asks me that. Because sometimes they're amazing. Right. You're just going to have to trust the process. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I'll trust the process. (laughs) I have no business saying that to you. In 1990... It's a guy named Pete Fountain. I forget who he is, but it's a guy. He invented the fountain pen. Okay, great. Good for him. 1991, it's Disney who's producing it again. They're back. They're tr- but see if you see a theme. Uh, it's 1991. They have new kids on the block. Okay. Except then it's all Disney characters dancing around, and also they do another card stunt. Apparently Disney likes this close-up magic that is in a stadium. I don't know why wow. it doesn't make sense. I'm surprised Fozzie Bear has not been trotted out. Oh, once. Fozzie Bear would be a massive upgrade. Okay. A lot of this. <laughs> and you can watch them on all right. They don't good own point. Disney good, yet. Good point. There's Scott. You know what? This is like crowdsourced information and possible <laughs> tags to a future second half of a bit thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here on the Dork Forest with Blair Postman. It is Postman Comedy at Instagram. My name is Jackie Cation. You're listening to the Dork Forest. Thank you so much. I hope this gets recorded and Patrick Brady I, I feel pretty good about record. it right now. Okay, go. One of these will record. 91? At 90, no, now we're in 92. Ooh. Right, 91? Right, we did 91. That was New Kids on the Block and oh, yeah. Disney with another cartoon. That's right. 92. This is, I think... It's hard to choose, but in the early ones, you can almost forgive. Like, if they were new, they didn't have their sea legs under them. It was a different time. It was 30 years. 
Gloria Estefan is there. Wait, wait, this sounds amazing. Does no, it's not. Oh, damn it. It's not amazing. Then, like, the U.S., 1980 U.S. gold medal hockey team kind of comes out, sort of. Right, right. And they're all just kind of standing on the ice. And then Gloria Estefan, who, by the way, is in an enormous number. I mean, she's not going to be listening. It's Gloria Estefan, whether alone or with her band, are in a number of halftime shows, more than you would ever imagine. But also, I just think it's interesting, since she's associated with Miami and Heat, and like, and then she's at the Winter Festival. Quick question. Yeah. Is she in Up With People? I don't think so. Okay. No, just no she's on her own as a, okay. an adult. Now. She started Up With Okay, go ahead. Also in 1992 is the first year that someone tries to counter-program versus the Super Bowl, in particular, the halftime show. And Fox, <laughs> the new upstart, Fox. then innocent-sounding. Simpsons. Simpsons. Yep, that no, was their. Right. Yeah. But what they counter-programmed with was In Living Color. And it was a huge hit. It yeah. blew the halftime show out of the water. Of course. And so now there was there was there was thought. Right. They're there like, was... oh wait, people don't just have to watch us. <laughs> right. And we're gonna lose commercial jazz. advertising dollars. Oh, yeah. uh, we might need to do something. Time to regroup. So the next year, 1993, Michael Jackson. Oh shit! They... Michael Jackson. They went to the any problems. Or anything. No, no. This is also Pepsi. This is the first year that Pepsi, which still, it's not literally every year since, but Pepsi, I believe, did this year's halftime show as well. They start bringing in people who know something about audiences and music. (laughs) (laughs) And entertainment. And entertainment. Yes. And other than close-up magicians. <laughs> I know some close-up magicians. They're lovely. They oh, shouldn't yeah. do the halftime show. No, no. I, I, right? I, will, I will sit and watch close-up magic for hours. Right. If Derek Hughes, who has been on this program, uh, Ben Seidman, Seidman, whatever it is, yeah. I when I whenever I'm with him, I'm just like, we make a coin disappear. Just do it. Just do it. And then so and he and will. do it again. And then, and then do, do it, it again. again. <laughs> and then do it again. I really enjoy up close magic a great deal. Now anyway. Now, it's it's kind of like a battle for good and evil for a few years. Nice. Like, they keep slipping back and going forth, like, what's going to win? Are we going to go back to the old Carol Channing back? Are we going to go back again? No, like, 1984, it's like country. 94. Like, like Clint Black and the Judds and stuff. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Oh, so they don't know what to really go for. But right. Michael Jackson, did it blow the ratings? Did it keep oh, the yes, ratings? Oh, yes, he blew it out of the water. That's it was awesome. amazing. But I do not believe it was the best one ever. Okay. That will come later. Okay, 95. If we have time. Um, the, <laughs> I have time, but I'm not sure everyone else does. Um, 1995, they do this weird, like, I, whoever was pr- the producer of Indiana Jones movies, uh, I guess produced this halftime show to plug the new Indiana Jones movie, whatever that was in 1994, and they brought out, Temple like, a thing, I think it was that, no, it was a new, I think it was one that Old started Rail? with River Phoenix as the young the Indiana TV Jones. Show, yeah. The TV show. Okay. I think it was a movie. No, it was TV I think it's when they came back. Look, Ryan. <laughs> 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 the thing is, is the, the Holy Grail one had, had Ruby Phoenix. That was Phoenix. 80s, though, but yeah, Young Indiana. Okay, Young Indiana was a TV show. Guys, I think we can all disagree it was not Dwarf the Forces prime Turner. time Indiana Jones. <laughs> and so, Indiana Jones, and they do this weird 
thing where like there's actors but they can't get Harrison Ford and they can't get the real actors so it's like other actors pretending to be in an Indiana Jones like we got the rock and we slid down the slide and now it's an adventure and there's just random music going that doesn't sound fun it's no it's terrible okay it's terrible <laughs> Nin- and then 1980 I told you there's a battle for good and evil right right 1996 Diana Ross holy shit right big difference yeah. The difference. 1997. Set up. Yes. But you can see where the battle comes in. So 1990, ni- 1993, Michael Jackson. 94, country music. But I think they were pretty good. I'm not the world's expert. They were, you know, it wasn't Garth Brooks, but it was other people you've heard of. Okay. And 1995, they do this weird Indiana Jones like cosplay thing. And then 1996, Diana Ross. 1997. They do another weird movie tie-in, inappropriate, like weird, oh, look, guys, and it's an adventure on the field with Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi, and John Goodman doing the return of the Blues Brothers or whatever that sad other movie where they try to replace, and they're running. I mean, these guys were in it. These are people (laughs) with careers. These are people in it. They're they're comedy careers. Well, we're completely fair. Fair. So, like, for 12 grand. I would do this. I would do this just for a ticket. Dan Aykroyd would do it today. Right, exactly. Yeah, anyway, okay. So, then... 97? There's, uh, there's 97. I didn't, for some reason, I didn't even write down 98 and 99 because it was just too sad. Okay. Then you get to 2000. 2000, They, they start doing these amalgams. And they have Christina Aguilera, Tony Braxton. Okay. Phil Collins. Uh-oh. Enrique Iglesias. That's a weird mix. So it's not about the performers. It's about the some. Not all things go together. Not all things support each other. Some of these things. Yeah. It's 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 more like they haven't gotten it down. Two thousand and one. I didn't write down for some reason, but I'm sure it was really good. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm kidding. It wasn't. What where they really start to come back is two thousand two. Um, with you two. You know what? 2001, I just remembered. It's Aerosmith and Britney Spears. Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. The audience has chimed in, you guys. I want everyone to know that we're doing this without the internet. We're not Googling this. It's just coming to us. All of the internet. It's group, group Britney Spears. Which was not as bad as it could have been. It was pretty good. No, Britney Spears, though, this is what I mean. This is another thing. No, Britney Spears are like an add-on. They barely let her do anything. Okay. Right. So then 2000, right. So 2002, it's after 9-11. I'm not joking about that, but it was actually very poignant. It was you 2 and they were great. And there's a scroll. It's, it was a tribute. It was actually not as disgusting as that could have been. Right. It sounds tribute. terrible. It, it sounds terrible, but it was very plain. Never and Bono that. cares about people, and right. it was, yeah, it was yeah, all right. Bono cares. It was um, there was no like fireworks. There was none of that kind of silly. No, no. no, um, no. But here we go with the weird guests again. It does sound like a bummer in the middle of the summer. It was. It was. Super Bowl. Uh, it was. I think we were all bummed though. Like we were right. all still pretty bummed out. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. Afghanistan war and everything had only started a little while earlier. Okay. It was. I, I don't think they were bringing the bummer. We were right, all bummed. Right, right, we were bummed. We and were just so, holding hands. And, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, get it. I was there. Yeah, like, barely. Yeah, okay. Yes, and 2003. This is a twist on the. Why is that a guest? Okay, Shania Twain. All right, she had. Sure. She was record breaking sure. sales. It's a big deal. No doubt. 
Okay, I don't see them go together, but okay. All right. And then their guest, Scott, is Sting. How is he the guest? Why? Why is he? I know, but why is Sting a guest? It's the label. But how come he's it's the a book guest? Well, they, they have... Because he wouldn't do the whole show. No, he... Yeah, oh, please. He's there. The whole thing's like 10 minutes. Listen, Scott. How, no. how long is a half hour? How long is a half hour? No, it's like show? 12 minutes. Yeah. They're always... Short. I want you to know... I, again, I'm going to yeah. say this. I said this before. I know why I know it's 12 minutes. But I don't know why you guys know. <laughs> because well, it's not like we like. Uh, they've come to see the dork forest. Right, the exactly. That they know. Knew their uh, audience. We'll fill uh, buildings. Right. Buildings and buildings. Yes. The so, fun fact. Yes. 2004. Yes. That's the one with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and the wardrobe malfunction. Here's oh, what makes me angry. 2004. Actually, lots of things make me angry, but here's what makes me angry. <laughs> Skipping ahead, they bring to th- 2018, they bring Justin Timberlake back. And I'm not saying he's like the biggest monster in the world or whatever, but you know what? Janet Jackson got nothing but shit. Like, that was her fault. Right. And Justin Timberlake gets asked back. You know what? Janet Jackson, if y'all remember the 90s, which you clearly do, is like at the huge control and all those songs. She could carry a halftime show, and they have never had her back. And as a men's, I believe they should. Uh, Nicole Levy uh, episode of The Dork Forest, Janet Jacks. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. You, so, uh, that, that's, uh, yes. Uh, but, hey, listen, Samir. <laughs> We're not being, like, I'm being heckled by, like, the by manager the, of the, yeah, the club. club manager. Yeah. But here's, but here's, here's, here's a question is, um, Justin Timberlake in 2018 came back and did the halftime show. Yeah. Was he shirtless? I don't remember. Because I just remember thinking, nipples, people don't care about nipples when they're on men. It's very... Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that's your... Pro- 100%. Yeah, yeah. Their nipples are nipples, you guys. Not a huge surprise. No. I mean, something's just on something that's... I've never more- nursed a baby with my nipples. Does that mean I can... Ch- okay. What All are right. the rules? All right. What are what are the rules? Okay. Well, it, it seems to be. Uh, uh, yeah. 2004 okay. and five. I can't remember off the top of my head, okay. but because... Oh, no, no. Okay. Because Because the very best for me. There's been a couple other good ones. <laughs> the very best one to me is Prince 2007. Oh. When, among other things. I can't believe he did it. It begins to rain at the towards the end of the halftime show as he is singing Purple Rain. And it seems like Prince coordinated this with God. It is perfect. Is it's this in perfect. Uh, Is it in Minneapolis, Scott or Ryan? I don't believe so. No. Carol might know. Years before uh, we're like uh, the Who and Tom. Oh, look, and we're going to know after. Just don't get ahead of me, Scott. <laughs> this is all I have. You've, you've got all kinds of good I'm stuff. I'm just, this is it for me. After Dan Jackson, there was a whole, like, safe white guy movement. There's a whole, right, exactly. Oh, that's what, it was Paul McCartney. Safe white guy yes, movement. that's right. Two thousand Like, 2005 was Paul McCartney, and two, 2006 was someone along those lines. Yeah. Ta- no, Tom not Bryce. yet. Wait for it, guys. Wait for it, guys. Guys, you're naming all the things, but you gotta let me do my stuff. <laughs> because where are we? 2008? 2008. Tom Petty. You okay, have it right, ma'am. 2009? 2009, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Right, I'm a little surprised it took him that long, but he probably... Because they don't pay them, technically. 
They only paid the dancers running around the bottom of the field like Wait, they this year was the first year. They pay everything else, though. The manager's fees, all the expenses, luscious, like, accommodations, everything. It's That's why usually now you get them when this they're trying is, to promote this an is, album. This yeah. is a huge, like, this is, like, the highest level of, it's the exposure. With a record, but you, you know the joke about, of course, exposure in comedy is, like, a running joke. It is a running like, joke. Like, people never want to pay you for comedy, and, they and you get it in exposure. exposure. Right. The fact that Prince would work for exposure. Well, I feel like they, the they have, like, math about how in the week to two weeks after a Super Bowl, their record sales go up X amount. Okay. And often they have an album or something to promote. about the sound exchange money? Yeah. <laughs> this is pre that. <laughs> pre, pre that. Right. So 2009. Bruce, we're coming in the home stretch, kids. Right. Um, 2010, The Who, they were terrible. It was unfair to them, in my opinion. They were much too old and out of practice, and they sounded awful. And it was, it was, it was not a good situation. That's interesting that they would do that because that was after that trampling, right? So you wouldn't think that they would have them with crowds. Well, there's not festival seating at the. Um, oh, at, at, at the, you're not the only one who saw that WKRP in Cincinnati no, episode, uh, uh, or lived through that time. Uh, um, I'm so glad that all of us know what WKRP in Cincinnati is. Yes, and how sad is it? Now, here's what I oh, here's a joking fun fact. Fun fact is that they can't reshow the uh, the WKRPs in Cincinnati in syndication because all of the music was real and because they wanted to do the real music and they won't pay the, they won't pay the rights in syndication. That's I watch the turkey one every year. Okay. Yeah. All right. 2011 Black Eyed Peas. Now Ooh. I'm not yes, you would think and yeah. I'm not the expert on the Black Eyed Peas, but it was it's been it's it was resoundingly panned. For whatever reason, they just weren't it they had a really bad off night. Was not beloved. Yeah. 2012 okay. Madonna uh, she, I believe she did well, but people didn't love it, and there's probably a lot of reasons why. Bitches, man. That's why. Why, it, why are bitches right. allowed back on stage? But speaking when she was back. of lady singers, yes. 2013, Beyonce. Oh. Great. With her, oh my God, what was that, that one? With was her, Child. yes, with Destiny's Child. It was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. To, it was supposed to be epic, right? It was epic, and it okay. was. Okay. It was. So Prince and Beyonce, the two best so far, in your opinion. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. I don't remember Bruce Springsteen. I just, he doesn't need much. He was probably, he was probably good. He's fine. Um, he doesn't need much. He doesn't, you know what I mean? He needs a bandana and a guitar, and he's fine. Right, right. Okay, in 2014, Bruno Mars. Also, quite a showman. Yeah. Did and, quite and, well. And that was 2014 was a hit. Yes. All right. Did he sing that thing about the Vespa? No, we don't know. I don't know. Don't, let's never ask me about music again. 20, I, I think we're getting to, like, 2015. Do you guys know 2015, Ryan? Come on, Ryan. It's so Maybe famous. That Maroon 5 and... Caddy Perry and Left Shark. Oh, Left Shark. What is that? How do you mean? You guys are, see, we're clearly now out of the music range of this audience at ourselves. Who is that? Katy Perry. Katie Perry. Did I say Katy Perry? Yeah. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. And the left shark, remember, it was a big thing, guys. It's yeah. Sometimes it's Were the people only thing. in? Were people in? Oh, oh they, she did a good job, but there okay. was a goofy guy dressed up as, like, playful sharks in oh. a beach scene. And one of them went a little rogue, but not in a mean way. He was just kind of not on time with the music or whatever. He was doing his own thing. He was clearly living his different, own Different life. drummer. Different right. drummer. Different okay. drummer. 2016, though, is Coldplay. Awful. 
Awful, awful. However, I get this is where mixed up. this is the revenge of the guests because the guests, <laughs> the guests were who they knew they must have seen like a run through dress rehearsal and known it was going to be a problem because they bring in Bruno Mars and Beyonce as guests. They steal the show like nobody even remembers Coldplay was on it. Okay. Now, 2017, Lady Gaga. Oh, wow. Pageantry. 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 Yeah, yeah. 2018, Justin Timberlake. We sort of covered that. Right. 2019, COVID. that's Maroon 5. Not not yet. That's Maroon 5. And that's with the whole Colin Kaepernick. You know, a lot of people were boycotting. They didn't want to perform. Oh, and right. I think Maroon, Maroon 5, 5 was like... Yeah, was it, wasn't it in Atlanta, too? And they were like, this is the... This is the worst. This is the Atlanta. Scott's been on this podcast as much as I have. Music. You... <laughs> no, no one has. Again, it's like Detroit. <laughs> I I don't remember, yeah, but I'm guessing you are correct. It was like Just because if you feel that like sure about it, you're yeah, probably I didn't, right. I didn't even see it. So when, okay. <laughs> you just know it's secondhand. Maroon five. Okay. 2020. Shakira and Jayla. Very good. It's very, very good. And it's so interesting. Shakira's back. Yes. Uh, I have a Shakira album from the 12th century, and it was amazing. Uh, and she, clearly, she's still working, much no, like the rest well, of us. Yes, um, right, exactly. Good for her, but she's with J-Lo. And okay. they're together. Okay. And 2021, it's The weekend, which I hated. Was it? Samir liked it. I... I'm like, I'm going to listen to songs because I do get asked about halftime show from friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Scott. So and what do you do? Do you listen and to them the next day? Do you just... No, no, I watch it. Oh, in real time. I watch it in real okay. time. I mean, my husband's so watching watch the Super Bowl anyway. It's on. It's on. And so I so watch it. just watch the commercials. Yeah. Oh, I do that too. Okay. I watch the commercials too. And then, so 2021, the weekend... We're in the middle of the pandemic. It's before any of us really got, like most of us, got Oxford. any vaccines. And it was just like a dystopian nightmare. Oxford and I'm like, comma? Is that, those, is that the weekend? The Oxford weekend, comma? and it's spelled... Vampire weekend. Yeah. It's vampire weekend. Different weekend. It's just so weekend, sorry. and it's got... It's like a dude. It's just one dude. It's just not... Yeah, it's not okay. like... It's not like the weekend or it, like the Go-Go's. It's like the weekend, <laughs> a guy. I know. I did this research before I came. That's the only reason I know. And then this year's, I thought this year's was fantastic. And a lot of people are like, that is, that is a, you know, that's a young people's halftime show with Eminem, Dr. Dre, and whatever, and Mary J. Blige. And I'm like, actually, it's Gen X halftime show. Um, but Mary J. Blige was in one, a future, a, a past halftime show, but like, 15 years prior, and she was barely, you know, she was one of, like, a thousand guests, you know? Okay. Yeah, okay. she wasn't. So that's the bare bones <laughs> of the halftime show themselves. That you knocked out in 45 minutes. Congratulations. I mean, I could, I could go on. I really recommend. Is there a dream? You know, like I don't know if I am musically qualified anymore to pick who should be next. I thought this one that we just did in 2022 was great. Do you, you like it better when it's not a marching band. You like it when there's I If they really brought it, like if they let the marching bands do their thing, yeah. it would be infinitely better than 80% of what has gone before. So I'm not against the marching bands. Like, And in fact, if you remember with like Beyonce, when she had Lemonade come out and all the marching bands, and I think... 
Bruno Mars and she, when she kind of, when they upstaged Coldplay that year, I believe that's when Lemonade was coming out, and I think there was marching band woven into it. HBCU. Yeah, the HBCU marching band. Oh, there you go. And so, which, Grambling State University marching band's HBCU, so is Florida A&M. And so, they, they're great, but if we're gonna go First of all, we don't need like Al Hurt and the Elvis Presto and Jetpacks, the Jetpacks, and and that kind of thing. <laughs> but we, but we also like if you're gonna have a star, it needs to be somebody who can really bring it. Bring it. I actually would watch Britney Spears now. I, who would you want? Um, that is interesting. Uh, as uh, I would want uh, the cast of Olaf, uh, the cast of Oh, oh, oh my Spears. God! Yeah. Now this is where Disney could do us a favor. Right, right, and actually do a good one. Right, if if the if the Super Bowl was held in a winter place, which it clearly has been, has been, and they're willing. Now, here's another question I have: the one time when it was everyone was on ice, like yeah, 80? 92. 92? That was ninety two. Yes, that's what I mean. It took them a long time to catch on. Right, because because <laughs> they won the hockey team won an eighty. Right, that was all the I can year. think about is that South Park song, like "What Would Brian Boitano Do?" That's all I can think. <laughs> Right. Well, and so okay. So here's my question about '92, though. Did they have to play on the? Did they? I don't unfreeze it. I don't know. I'm not into the engineering of it. But right. they, you know, they kind of push out the thing and then they bring it back out. Oh, maybe it's like you know. Uh, have you ever seen like in Christmas ornaments? They'll have like a skating pond. Yes. And it'll be raised, and then maybe they do that, and then they bring. I it mean, back it out. was in Minneapolis, so I assume they knew what they were doing. But it wasn't like then the field was wet and we had to wait a few hours. Right, right. It was like they. It was on a some kind of platform. Some kind of platform. Okay. Yeah, and then I always want. You know what'd be nice is um, sometimes. I mean, and this isn't, this isn't, uh... We're just spitballing. We're just spitballing, you guys. But who wouldn't want, like, a reenactment of something that happened, like, I don't know, like a, a sea battle or something? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Football's weird They would anyway. be in my bit immediately. Oh, my God. Like, but, but that would be... I mean, if you're asking would I like that more than the game itself, yes. But okay. would the fans resoundingly, like, more of... More reenactment, more, more warping in the football. Right, like a, like a historical, historical larping. What's that? The Battle of Thermopylae. Right, right, the exactly. Thermopylae. Just they as a like off the head example from Roman Empire. Well, I think they dropped the ball. They could have done like a, a, a Hamilton kind of thing. Like oh, they could have. Now, wait. If you bring Hamilton, I'm on board for this. Yes, I'm on board. I don't know if that. Is going to the football watching the people who care about football, right? May think differently. I would be all on board of a Hamilton, like a mashup. A Hamilton, like you know, like Rent, yeah, the waitress. I don't know. So Broadway, yeah, bring Broadway. I think it would bring in a demographic that they are sorely lacking. Well, they're clearly trying to reach out to another group, right? No, they are. I mean, all the time. They, they, there was pandering for the first 25 years yes. to up with people. Right. And then afterwards, I think they were trying to do some, some good pandering. Right. Interesting. And they can have up with people only if Winter Spears is headlining. The group. I do wonder if, if, is there anyone on TikTok? Does anyone on TikTok want to tell me anything? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, uh, I can't tell. 
This is my first live TikTok. Okay. Why is the Super Bowl always in Miami? It's, well, because it's usually, it, well, it used to be January, but now it's in February and it's cold and the rich people with tickets and who are sponsors don't want to be in Iowa in January. They want to be in Miami. They want to go out. They want to have a good time. They want it to be warm. This, you can extrapolate okay. from there. Right on. Uh, yes, we are in front of a live, uh, we are in front of a live audience. We are. This is a live. Say hello, live audience. Hello. Uh, somebody was going to come. User 71 was going to come, but the car broke down. Oh, uh, oh that they sucks. can come to the Saturday show. Okay. All right, here in Washington, D.C., at the D.C. Comedy Loft. Yep. Um, uh, it'll be, oh, they want grunge bands now. Oh, you mean like, like, um, Kurt Cobain? Well, he's no. dead. But what? I what, didn't kill him. What extra off, you know, the offshoot. Yeah, the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Oh, they yeah they have not done a, a flannel a flannel theme. Yeah, that's uh, coming because as Gen X's get and, older and, and right, in charge as, of stuff, as, that will come as we fall into our twilight. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just long enough to get one grunge halftime show. That's actually an interesting idea. The, the grunge Lawrence half. Welk version. The Lawrence Welk version of grunge, right? Well, that was up with people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we and have- now I will say. That if you have not, so I used to, I went for years, you might say making fun of these halftime shows. Right. But I found out very recently in quarantine, when there's even more time for rabbit holing. Oh, yeah. um, That the first halftime show producer, Tommy Walker. Yes. He was, he served in World War II. He was a kid trumpeter. He was um, like toured Europe and the U.S. in the 30s. He was a prodigy trumpeter. Uh, was in work, was in, uh, I don't even, what he, he was in, um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. The There's like a drum major guy. He's in that. He, um, served in World War II, earned a bronze star, enrolled at USC, became. What trumpet? What did he. Wait for it. In, in World War II, <laughs> did not play the trumpet. No, after World War II, he gets a bronze star, comes back. When he comes back to the States, he, uh, enrolls in USC. It becomes the um, marching band of USC, University of Southern California. Yeah, no, he's a student. He becomes a marching band drum major with the big stick and stuff. (laughs) And also, he kicked the extra points for the football team. Do you guys understand what I'm telling you? He's the kicker. Like, he would go out there at halftime show with the big hat and the stick and la, 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 and then he comes buck up into the stands, and then I guess every... Once in a while, like a coach would run over to the stands and say, hey, Tommy, can you come down here and kick this extra point? And he wore his football uniform under his band outfit and would do like a Superman, Clark Kent and the Superman thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. And this is before we even get to how he produced this halftime show. Well, let, let, let me back up quickly. What if he went a brown star in World War II. I don't know. Well, they weren't just handing him out. I know. It's a big deal, but I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, fair enough. You did not get his war I, record. I, I, it's it's okay. gone. Right, right. It's his gone. War, his war record was not... And well, I'm going record. to now because I feel like it's going to come up again. <laughs> well, we all want to I know. think we know. Was he in the Navy? What was he in? I was, was he in we're the gonna, marching band? This is gonna, I'm going to... I'm in, a, in a few months, I'll come back. Did he throw... <laughs> Did he throw his silencer? His little... His I don't know. Bar? Right, his, his, you know, his yeah. trumpet. I don't think... I think it was unrelated to trumpeting. <laughs> I believe. I read a book. I read a book called The Bravest Teenage Yanks. <laughs> it was about 
uh, uh, people under, it was about young men under the age of 18, okay. uh, well, under the age of 20, that were in the Civil War, uh. in the Union side of the Civil War, who had won medals of honor, and many of them were drummer boys. Uh, and, uh, okay, yeah. so there was, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there was Arthur they had to McCarthy, go out in front. Douglas MacArthur's dad, Arthur MacArthur. Fa- yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> real. I feel like everyone here already knows that fact, <laughs> but everyone listening will be impressed. He uh, recovered uh, the the, um, the the troops' uh, colors, oh. the flags, on uh, Missionary Ridge oh. uh, when he was 19. I would have said, just leave them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rode back and he picked You know up. what, they're just... They're just colors. Just They're not real. It's, it's not like it's not a person. It's not the Constitution or the right. nuclear codes. Yeah. So um, there you go. He graduates. He's such a good kicker mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he gets uh, uh, not auditions. What do you have to football draft? Football draft. He gets tryouts for football teams. Right. So but that's never as hard as he goes back to USC, becomes the band director, starts putting on quirky halftime shows. Right. Catches the eye of Disney. Right. Is their director of entertainment in the brand new Disneyland for years, learns about fireworks, and then after he's at this cushy gig for years, this new halftime show, this new Super Bowl comes knocking, and they're nothing. It's never happened yet. It's not even called the Super Bowl. And they want him to put on a halftime show, here's a theme, with like no money and no help. And he does it. That's where he gets Al Hurt, is his friend yeah. in Hollywood, the yeah. Green Hornet singer guy, and marching band. And they loved it so much, they brought him back for several halftime shows. And then he went on from there. It's a triumphant he, story. He produced the opening and closing ceremonies for okay. many Olympic games right, right. and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, produced the 1986 Statue of Liberty salute in New York City. Right. And achieved great things, which happened. And he, I'm not going to ruin the rest of the story for you, but it. It's pretty poignant. from 1886? 1986. You can do it. They wanted uh, they wanted to move the fireworks away from the Statue of Liberty. Because yeah. for, I guess they thought putting like fireworks and explosives around the harbor yeah. and stuff when the president and people might, are there would be unsafe. bad idea. Yeah. So he called in a favor to the government and got them to put a bunch of Navy SEALs under his direction. Right. So they could keep the harbor safe. And keep his hat and keep his fireworks display. Star. Guess he did. Look at you people. Kept his kept his uh, half. Excuse me. His firework display. His biggest gig ever. Yep. Intact. It was amazing. And then he died two months later. But he had achieved his dream. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. (laughs) This has been a live door. with Blair Postman. Uh, it is Postman Comedy, spelled just like Postman Comedy on Instagram. Uh, we're doing shows all weekend here at the DC yeah. Comedy Loft here in Washington, D.C. Uh, this has been a fascinating... You know what we call this in the podcasting industry? We call this plug and play. <laughs> where I didn't have to do jack. And you were amazing. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Anytime. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?